Today on Gamerhead Radio, everybody in the gaming industry loses their job except for Giannis Varoufakis and the Ouya. Oh, gesundheit. Thank you. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamer Herd Radio. My name is Charlie, your loyal Technotronicorn. Candy Mountain, Charlie. Pleasure to see you again this week. How y'all doing out there in Radio Land? Uh, to my 10 o'clock, I've got Mr. John Santiago. Where are the villains? Come on! Hello there. Hi. You're throwing me off because I've been doing the fake British accent the last couple weeks, and now you're, you're, you're taking my shtick, man. It's my turn. <laughs> I can do a Cockney if you want, really. <laughs> You do it better than me, anyways. I t- I try to do British accents and accidentally do Australian. That's accents, what it so. was. That's what it was. But it was a good Australian accent, so no one's going to hold you against you. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> and to my one o'clock, um, I do not have Goat because he is currently on the road, um, in the middle of a snowstorm on his way back from Video Games Live in New York City. So we don't blame him at all for not getting here in time. So instead, filling in, uh, definitely not filling his shoes because, well, he's got. Big feet. I have uh, my wife, Michelle Worthley. Pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> uh, So it's, uh, it's going to be one of those shows. Uh, okay, so first off, uh, looking ahead at the weekend releases, on uh, February 3rd, we've got Apophion coming out for Windows, Mac, Linux, and PS4. I don't know what that is. I don't believe that's a word. Um, well... That, that's hardly a, a, a requirement for video game titles. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, Criminal Girls Invite Only for the oh, PS Vita. come on. <laughs> now you're just baiting me. <laughs> Put the feminist in the room and then talk about Criminal Girls. <laughs> I, I'm just reading the list. Jesus. <laughs> um, game of Thrones Episode 2, The Lost Lords, which I did not know was coming out this week, so I'm excited about that. On uh, Coming out on Tuesday for Windows, Mac, PS3, and PS4. On Wednesday for the 360 and Xbox One, and on uh, Thursday for iOS and Android. Way to way to keep up with the cross-platform goodness there, Telltale. I like that. And also on the third, we've got SpongeBob Hero Pants. Yes. Coming out for the 3DS, uh, Xbox 360, and the Vita. Uh, also on the fourth, we have Grow Home coming out for Windows. And on the fifth, Cities Extra Extra Large or XXL, depending on how I'm supposed to pronounce that, coming out of Windows. And then also Moon Chronicles episodes 2, 3, and 4 coming out for the 3DS, which I assume is a downloadable title. I don't see three carts coming out on the same day for that. Yeah, no, probably not so much. Uh, So that's the week of releases. Uh, So, Michelle, what have you been playing this last week? Um, I'm on a mad journey in Peggle 2. That is probably going to be the end of me. I was actually (laughs) playing today before you guys got here, and it's just maddening and frustrating. And yesterday there were some words being thrown around (laughs) in her. In our house. I escaped to go shovel the snow. <laughs> it got, it got I, I dicey. I will let that speak for itself. <laughs> yeah, it got dicey. I have one, so I have one optional objective left, and then I have conquered the game, and it's just like absolutely unbeatable. I, It's ridiculous. I'm never going to do it, but I'm so mad because I've put so much time in it. I've come so far, and it's like... 200 points if I could just do this one damn objective. And so every day, over and over and over and over again, I just like 
replay this one level and it's just it's been quite a battle hell. we've been chronicling your peggle two, yeah. <laughs> two battle for the, the i'm down to one i'm month. down to one i actually it was a big week for me because i was at four and then this week i killed three more so i'm down to one i know that is i remember i got to the end of the 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 end of super meat boy originally and i was certain after michelle's favorite game 34th fucking playthrough that it was the video game equivalent of one of those trick birthday candles that just right. can't Yeah, out. like I just don't think it's possible. Yeah. So then I YouTubed to see if it is possible, and people have done it. But I didn't really want to watch because I don't want to cheat. So I do the same thing. I can't do it. I just want, I just want to earn it. Yeah, want earn I, it, I want it on my own. But I wanted to make sure that somebody had done it before me because if not, then I was going to be like, well, forget it. <laughs> I've also been very into Stella. Oh, the, the Angry Birds. The pink Angry Bird yeah. game. Yeah, it's very fun, actually. I gave up on Angry Birds for a really long time. I don't know, like, what made me go back to it. I was just kind of, like, surfing through the app store, like, I need a new game to play. Because I got, I got, like, really into threes, and it was, like, that game is just too easy to just sit there and, like... It was... I spent a lot of time on it when it first came out, yeah. admittedly. I stopped when microtransactions found their way into it. Well, Anytime that yeah. happens, there I'm is, like, there's the door, I'm out. There's <laughs> microtransactions in threes? There are now, yeah. yeah. It hasn't asked me to pay for anything. It Well, at least the original Angry Birds. I don't know if they put it in anything Oh, no, else Angry Birds. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I was talking about Angry Birds. I'm not talking about Stella. Yeah. What? I said I wasn't talking about Stella. I meant Angry yeah, Birds. Yeah, no, there is like tons of microtransactions in that game. I just avoid them. I haven't, I wouldn't pay for anything. I've been playing, but it's to the point now where I'm going to have to pay if I want to go any more forward. Oh, you hit, you hit a, a money wall? Like you can't go farther unless well, you either pay for years I've like or earned, play for years? <laughs> I've earned a bunch of coins just from like, you know, winning levels. And so I'm to the point now where, like, I don't have enough stars to get enough birds to actually, like, kill all the piggies each level. So then it's like, okay, we'll give you one more bird. You know, you've, like, one pig left. And it's like, well, we'll give you one more bird. But it's 40 coins. And I currently have, like, 800 that I just, like, earned. So, but once I get through all of those, once I spend all of those, then I would actually have to pay money. And I'm not going to do that. But it was really fun because it's not just, like, fling the bird, hit the piggy. There's, like... The regular levels, which are like fling the bird, hit the piggy, and then there's a little story, you know, and there's like the little pictures and the piggies, they get in the in the ship and you chase them and then they jump out of the ship and then you chase them in the tree. And then there's like an open world map where you yeah. are kind of just like grinding around to like earn extra coins and just playing like sort of like the same like 10 so it seems levels over and over again with like different pig configurations and different bird configurations. And it's like you get a pink one and a blue one and a yellow one and you just keep doing And so like that kind of like levels you up. To earn new points. So it's a little bit different. Do you get the sense that they might actually be just like randomly generated? Or do you, or is there like a progression? Like you're going through like a list no, of levels? No, the open world part seems pretty randomly generated. Okay, that's interesting. That's that's a that's a neat that's a kind of a smart mechanic for them to yeah. put in there, really up And the then like so then it gets to the point where like you'll get so far in the actual like leveling that it'll be like, Okay, you can't go on to the next level for forty eight hours or you can pay us. Ah. But then the nice part about it is then you can go into the open world and just sort of like level up and earn coins while you're waiting for the smoke to clear in the yeah. other world. So it does kind of give okay. you like something to do while you're waiting. And then eventually you kind of hit a wall there where like, okay, you know, it's it's going to be like two hours before you can do more. But by then you've like cleared up the uh, the smoke and the other and then you can go back. So it's that's not terrible. That's the one kind of micro microtransaction that I just don't get. Why do you limit people? On playing your game, yeah, like I, I that because yeah, that's usually what ends up driving them away at the end of the day. It really, it's it, it's too much work for a mobile 
title. Like it's yeah. too much work for a, a downloadable title like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then as always, there's always a little hot dog hot shot in my life. <laughs> you in that game, my God. <laughs> it's like some stupid like um like a big like big is it big fish or what what uh, what play first? Play? No, I think it is big fish. Okay. There's like one of those like, you know, like uh like five dollar, you know, flash games or whatever. But she has played through this game where you're running a hot dog cart like more times than I can count. And it's just like it's it's her favorite thing in the world and I don't want to judge, but it's just like if I hear you're on fire one more time, I'm gonna throw something. I'm really good at it. <laughs> I can I can sincerely say that in all my years on this planet I've never heard a hot dog cart owner scream you're on fire and if I did I'd go the other fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> Not buying wieners from yeah. you, dude. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. All right, John, I see you've got your list ready there. I don't know what you're talking about. It's all <laughs> up in the old noggin. Um, I Yeah, I, I managed to play uh, a variety of things this week and even had a couple things sneak in at the last second. So um, I, I started the Banner Saga. Hmm. Um, you know, we, we talked about uh, Austin Wintery, composer, a couple weeks ago, and it made me think, you know, I have that, and I still haven't cracked it open, so let's check and yeah. see. The long-time listeners will, of course, remember that this is the game that our previous host, Mike, contributed to the soundtrack to. Yeah, it's and and oh, a damn fine contribution. It's a good game. It's very attractive. Um, it's I think they use Autodesk to do a lot of the uh, sort of static animation stuff. Oh, okay, there. okay. And so, which was the same stuff they use in Stick of Truth. So there's that same sort of like every few seconds, like something will flap in the wind, and then you can see it's like a rotating animation. But it's very well done, and for such a small studio, really dug it. You know? What platform are you playing on? Because it's on pretty much everything now. I'm playing even on mobile. PC. You're yeah, playing on PC. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll buy a game, you know, whatever the, the best price I can get it for. And sure. Oftentimes that's a Steam sale. So um, I had it on there and uh, it, it it strikes me so far very early on as there's some multiple choice question making stuff. And, you know, pursuant to what we talked about last week, kind of uh, there are consequences for, for making decisions or a sort of light morality system. And uh, but the actual gameplay portions of it feel almost like a tactics game, like Final Fantasy Tactics or Ogre Tactics, with some you know variables that change up the gameplay. So, but it's really neat. You know, music's good, very engrossing so far. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna try play more of that soon. Um, they put out a uh, they put out the newest free character for season two of Killer Instinct. So I, I went back every time they put it out. It's like once a month until the season's complete. They're putting out new characters and. Um, so, you know, once a month it, they, they rouse my attention and get me back on board with that. So I've been playing that, which is fun. Cause you know, fucking killer instinct. I just love it so much. Um, did play a little bit of grand theft auto five, particularly, uh, GTA online. Um, which is exactly as I remembered it on the PS3. Um, <laughs> just looks prettier. It's fun. You know, Jason everyone down running people over mayhem and whatnot. Um, that's like one of my favorite games to watch. Oh, it's so entertaining. It's to so watch, fun. You know? It's yeah, it's almost like um, watching like Fast and the Furious or like a, a show like that. Playing Grand Theft Auto Five online is I some of the shit that you see happen or see people do or you'll come into a server and realize that everybody on there is trying to do stunts. They're not even trying to kill each other. They're just trying to pull off stunts. And I've seen some crazy stunts. There's some, some nutty stuff on there, man. It's really neat. Some of the possibilities with it, but I didn't have much time to play it. So I didn't get in all that. I finished the wolf among us finally, which was fantastic and riveting from start to finish. I I've talked about it a couple uh, episodes in a row, so I don't want to get too far into it, but the end of the day, just, just buy it and play it. It's fun. You like it. Got it. A, a, like I said, next time it's on sale, I'll, I will definitely pick it's that good. up. It's good. It's uh, good. You know, last week's co-host, Mr. Danny Meckler. Oh, yeah, he started. Yeah, he picked it up and he told me that so far, he got through the first chapter and said he really enjoyed it. Nice. So 
um, it's just cool, man. Good game start to finish. Everything about it. Music, graphics, storytelling. It was riveting from the, the time that the first bit of dialogue was spoken until the credits started rolling at the end. So I dug it. Um, and then I, uh, I, I randomly, oddly enough, um, got the, probably because I've been playing so many open world games and so many long games, got the itch to play something sort of that I can put down and jallow and just spend 20 minutes with. And get, I reinstalled Advanced Warfare and started playing online. So I started oh. playing, yeah, Call of okay. Duty of all things, uh, which which I wasn't crazy about, but had fun playing it uh, in the last couple of days somehow. Um, but that's it. You know, I, I squeezed in a variety of shit this week, a lot of different stuff. Cool. Uh, I managed to get in some Sunset Overdrive just because um, uh, this last week I've been very busy working on uh, materials and stuff uh, for, uh, for our upcoming live show, which I'll talk a little bit more about in a second. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I suppose you could say I've played the, uh, the sequel to the sequel to the sequel to the sequel of Mario paints now called just Photoshop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, um, not too much gaming for me this week, but, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be for a worthy cause because in case you've been living under a rock or forgotten or otherwise, um, would like to be reminded, uh, coming up, uh, this Sunday, uh, February 8th at the Oasis Cafe in West Chicago, Illinois, uh, Gamerhead Radio. Uh, the, uh, that, that would be us, in case you weren't sure. Uh, we'll be recording our 100th episode live in front of a live studio audience. Uh, and uh, it's, it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, we, um, we're going to have uh, prizes and raffles. and Well, not really raffles. Just uh, We're, we're, we're going to be giving stuff away. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're going to be streaming online for those of you that can't make it out. But if, uh, if you're anywhere near the area, you should absolutely come out uh, for more details and to ask any questions about the event. Um, if you go to our Facebook page at facebook.com uh, slash GamerHeadRadio, uh, just go to our events and, I mean, like, it's plastered all over a page yeah, right now, yeah, so you can't really it miss it. Now. Yeah, um, but, uh, but yeah, if you want more details about uh, the venue or how to get there or anything like that, um, you should absolutely uh, go there and check it out. But, uh, but yeah, this Sunday, February 8th, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at uh, the Oasis Cafe in uh, West Chicago, Illinois. It's at the intersections of Route 64 and 59. And it will be worth your time, I assure you. Yeah, I mean, come on, have a, have a laugh with us, have a drink with us. Yep. You know, there's food. You know, there's there's two dollar whiskey. Who the fuck isn't going? Yeah, yeah, I'm oh, going to yeah. drink two dollar whiskey. <laughs> God help me. Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. yeah, come out, come out and partake in in uh, not just uh, getting your your daily dose of gaming news, but uh, probably get a some some funny with it. You know, you know, my guess is after a couple of shots, we're all going to be chatting and laughing. Yeah. So come on, man. <laughs> Yep, definitely. So now that you know what we did last week, let's see what the video game industry did this last week. Okay, coming in at number five, last week's episode, there was a word. <laughs> a word that you weren't so sure that was ever going to come out of your mouth and surprised you. In and no, really it's not herpagonocyphilates, Danny Meckler at home. <laughs> I, I guarantee you right now he's listening, screaming at whatever device he's streaming out of. Herpagonocyphilates. No. Yeah. Uh, what was that word, Charlie? That was the Ouya. That was the Ouya. Which Somehow. Is, still exists. It is. And is a it, thing. It's found its way back into news again. So number five, the uh, headline reads from GameSpot originally, Ouya gets $10 million investment from e-commerce company Alibaba. So um, a Chinese e-commerce company called Alibaba has invested $10 million into the Android-based Ouya micro console. Um, this was, I guess, a big enough uh, business transaction that the Wall Street Journal was talking about it. And uh, they've partnered with Ouya Inc. to discuss a plan that will incorporate the Ouya software into Alibaba's own set-top box. So apparently this company has designs to put out their own console of sort for a little bit of context uh, uya uh, uh, rather alibaba is essentially the chinese amazon 
Yeah. Like that is like the giant online retailer there that pretty much everybody uses for everything. Um, and uh, the other reason why uh, Alibaba is, is pretty much still in, um, in uh, the Wall Street Journal's line of sight is because they went public on the um, New York Stock Exchange a month or two ago. And like their, their stock just like blew up. Like, you know, they, they, they like something like tripled or quadrupled their asking price in the first day. So, um, this is, this is a company that really seems to know what they're doing and, um, yeah, definitely uh, making headway. Yeah. So do you think it's more of like a console purposes or more since they're more of like an Amazon, more like a Amazon fire Fire. stick, like a, it does say set top box. So it could be anything really. I mean, that's kind of ambiguous. The, the, the theory seems to be is that, um, you know, Alibaba wanted to come out with a product kind of like, you know, again, I'm going to pair, I'm going to compare them to Amazon here a lot just because it's, it's just really such an apt comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they probably wanted to come out with a, a fire TV type device. And, um, you know, they're, they don't have any experience really in like writing operating systems and things like that. You know, the Ouya for what it is, I mean, like it was poorly timed and, um, you know, it just, it just didn't have a market here, but you know, and you know, the, the Ouya hasn't been doing too well. And so like, I'm sure like the Ouya, I, I, it would not surprise me at all if the folks over at Ouya were shopping for somebody to buy them because it might've been either that or they go under. Yeah. But this is an interesting development though, because a lot of times, I mean, how many consoles have you seen or like project consoles like this? Have you seen kind of come and people talk about them a little bit and everyone's always open to the idea of seeing what happens and then they come out and nothing happens because right. it's not a particularly great thing. Right. But 99% of the time that story ends with whatever console or company it was that put that out usually goes fucking bankrupt within a year or two of its release and then it just vanishes into thin air this doesn't happen very often no not at all company or console gets an opportunity at second life even if they just rip the guts out of the ouya and stick it in another box and call it something else right it's getting a second opportunity in some fashion which is kind of strange kind of uncommon and you know in the grand scheme of things um if memory serves i i think 10 million is you know, I, I feel like that's right around the ballpark of what the OEA raised on Kickstarter in the first place. Yeah, that, was, actually, that figure was $8.6 million okay. is what they pulled in when they did the crowdfunding for it originally. Gotcha. So I, th- I think they probably just used that and then just in the time and effort that they put into the development of the hardware and software. And uh, Alibaba said, listen, this is what we think you guys are worth. Let us just give you this so you guys can you know keep going and not go under. And then we will save, save all our time trying to come up with our own operating system. They actually had more money go into it, though. They ended up, so it's getting like another 50 million dollars in like you know capital investment funds from other places oh they've got another funding oh okay yeah so they had a ton of money going to this thing and it just didn't do all that well when it came out a lot of people are i think kind of anticipating that since china recently lifted their gaming ban in 2013 um you know video game ban that they had out there that that alibaba by proxy of ouya and its hardware kind of trying to find a way to get Get in early. Everyone's trying to get their foot in the door in that market while it's still kind of a burgeoning thing so you can get the top dollar in there. So I'm sure that has a lot to do. Sounds like real good timing to me. We'll see what happens, man. Could be Ouya 2. Could be the Tuya. <laughs> you guys are going to have to go back and right before this segment, tell your listeners, take a shot every time they hear the word Ouya and they're going to be wasted in the next like <laughs> you know five what? minutes. That's it's like the best be, drinking that's game. That's going to be the drinking game at the live show. Is, is You know what? But, but you got to sneak it in there like... You got to do it like Al Pacino scent of a woman style and go, ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you hear that shit at the live show, take a shot. $2 whiskey shot. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to say that it part. every 30 seconds. Everyone in the room is going to be shit faced. <laughs> we're going to make we're going to make uh, we're going to make them rich. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Pretty sure. It's good. Um, so coming in at number four. 
Smash Brothers tournament goes on uh, goes on after fire marshals condemn hotel. Um, this was an article originally posted by Polygon. So Apex 2015 uh, is a three day Super Smash Brothers fighting tournament. Okay, it, it's it it was supposed to be a weekend thing at at this particular location in New Jersey. Uh, fire marshals came in because, as tends to happen at these sort of things, somebody was being an asshole and pulled the fire alarm just to be a jerk. And when they showed up and looked the place over, they actually ended up having to shut the place down because it was in such poor condition on the roof. You can find photos if you look around online that I guess all the snow they got out that way in the okay. last few weeks. Portions of like the parking garage roof were caved in and oh, the no. roof that the actual event was taking place in. Wow. The roof was on the verge of caving in. So they had to relocate it. Um, essentially what they ended up having, the, the big problem was Nintendo's actually sponsoring Apex this year. So it wouldn't have been a particularly good thing for them to have to shut this entire event down altogether, you know, it, for an event they, they finally sponsored. I guess it's not the first year that Apex has been around or existed, but this is the first year they've been able to get big sponsorship. Oh man, that's rough. Nintendo. So it was kind of a big deal for them. So uh, the article goes on to state that an esports reporter for Red Bull said that the ballrooms had <laughs> suffered... Stru- I know, for Red Bull of all things. <laughs> had suffered structural damage in the preceding week due to heavy snowfall. Moreover, Nintendo itself was sponsoring Apex 2015 for the first time. Um, an outright cancellation may have threatened that relationship for sure. And fortunately, there was a happy ending as Apex 2015 found a new home at the Garden State Convention Center, 40, uh, roughly 40 miles away in Piscataway, New Jersey, which I was villains. We were in Piscataway. We just played there uh, this time last year, maybe. Yeah, the Garden State's supposed to be nice. Weird, weird. <laughs> it was. It was a, a good time. Everybody there was really cool. Um, so yeah, they, they managed to keep it going. I mean, I, the event organizers looked around to see what they could do to keep it operating, but uh, how awkward would it be to be right in the middle of a, a game of Smash? I would love it to be timed so that somebody gets blown off the screen <laughs> and then the fucking roof caves in. You know, you know I mean? That would be to me the, the best yeah, timing yeah. possible for that game. As long as nobody gets hurt. <laughs> nobody gets hurt. No, they'd fall in like behind where oh, they're okay, okay, playing. Perfect, you know yeah. what I mean? But it was just the timing would be fantastic, epic, even. You know, I I miss I misread this headline when I first saw it. I think this might be a little. Oh, maybe it's just me, but it's, it might be a little clickbaity because the way it reads, Smash Brothers tournament goes on after fire marshals condemn a hotel. I took that to mean like Smash Brothers tournament's happening. Fire marshals, you know, they condemn the hotel. And we're like, screw you guys, we're playing Smash, and they just kept on going in the condemned hotel. That, that hotel does <laughs> does read that way. Actually, the way that when I first read it, I had this. I, I can't believe I went to such a dark place with it, but in my brain. It, it just sounded like fire marshals condemned this hotel and these kids were, it was like a crack den or something that they were yeah. like, no, we're going to hold it here. This is our yeah. place this is where we're doing it. You know, yeah, kind of, yeah. kind of bleak, you know, but nope, that's it. They just managed to, I guess the smash community that was there for the event had a lot to do with getting it reorganized. So as a community came together, kind of a moment, which is nice. I love those moments. I know there's not enough of them in gaming these days. There's not enough of those moments in everything these days. That is correct, sir. Uh, coming in at number three, Valve Economist becomes finance minister for Greece. I'm going to need you to say that again. Okay, so Valve is a video game company. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are the people that made the, like, Half-Life? Which, okay. Okay. Valve Economist becomes finance minister for Greece. The country, not the movie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's good. They're doing, it's a Broadway revival, really. He's, he's the one doing all the funding for it now. Um, GameSpot originally reported on this. Um, so Valve's in-house economist, uh, a fellow by the name of Yanis Varoufakis, was just elected the finance minister for Greece by the new prime minister, Alexis Tsipras. Huh. Um, or Tsipras, pardon me. I, I'm not so good with the Greek. 
Um, <laughs> Varoufakis is an esteemed economics, economics professor uh, whom Gabe Newell personally sought out back in 2011 in an email discussing the challenges of virtual, virtual economics. Uh, it seems Varoufakis had only read the email by accident, commenting, commenting later on that he decided uh, against deleting it after reading Newell's issues with virtual currency. So something about the email that Gabe Newell sent that accidentally found his way to this guy piqued hmm. his interest enough to uh, respond. So in the email, Newell wrote, and I quote, here at my company, we, uh, we were discussing an issue of linking economies in two virtual environments, creating a shared currency, and wrestling with some of the thornier problems of balance of payments when it occurred to me, this is Germany and Greece, who's, you know, for those of you who don't keep up with world stuff, uh, not so great. Uh, Germany, Greece, and Spain, all of them have terrible economies right now. Um, Varoufakis became a consultant for Valve in 2012 and along with his work behind the scenes went on to publish articles on the nature of digital economics. In an interview with BBC Radio 4, Varoufakis outlined new measures that he hoped would restore the country's debt and 26% unemployment rate. 26% unemployment. Jesus. It's huge. Um, He said, we will take to the Eurozone a plan for (laughs) minimizing this Greek debacle. We're going to put three or four things on the table. Genuine reforms and creating a rational plan for debt restructure. We want to bind our repayments for our growth. So somehow a video game employee, an economist for a video game company, is now in charge of the, the fate of Greece's economy. Well, I mean, Valve is very successful financially, so... They are, and the funny thing about this is look at look at what they've done with Steam in the last two years in particular with the marketplace, and mm-hmm. like they built their own tiny economy, and I yeah. wonder if he was came on in 2012 and he just left at the end of 2014, that's almost synonymous with the creation of the, the marketplace and all the, the little, you know, cards, trading cards you can sell and buy for real money and stuff like that. Like, I wonder how much of it came from him those changes you know of, of implementing that stuff seems kind of similar i'm waiting for the moment for the guy that hired him to be like oh yes you know talking to somebody else it's like oh yes he's from the country of steam that's right <laughs> oh wait no no he's from valvelandia no no that was a that, that that's not a country that's a video game company wait what 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 <laughs> you know what no i what i wanted to hear was is that he was going to get up on, on bbc radio and when they ask what his plan for reform is is he's like we're going to sell trading cards virtual <laughs> trading cards that's the new currency of the fucking realm Nobody needs money anymore. Just buy Steam trading cards. Well, and Greece broke off and sank into the yeah. <laughs> I guess it can't get much. Well, I mean, it can't get worse. Yeah, stay tuned but, next week yeah. where headline reads, Greece's new economist fired for, for virtual trading cards. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, who, who would have thought, man? I, I can't think of anybody else in the, the realm of gaming that might be able to find their way into a uh, a political job. You don't hear too many... So the cross pollinations of those two things. Is, yeah, that's yeah, those are not at all the same. No, <laughs> but he doesn't strike me as the kind of dude that's playing video games. He's just crunching the numbers. Yeah, yeah, he just seems like just a really just really smart money guy, which is what they seem to need. And hey, so. man, well, as bad as the economies are over there, it's, somebody's got to do it. I am not that guy. All right, coming in at number two, AOL is shuttering joystick in the coming weeks. Uh, I mention this particularly because uh, when we are putting together our new stories, a lot of times they do come from joystick. You know, a handful of times we've used them on the show since I started at least. And, um, you know, it's uh, one less publication in, uh, in the gaming world closing their doors. It's kind of sad. You know, you see a lot of companies come and go lately. And uh, joystick was actually, in my opinion, one of the better ones. And I always had a good time reading their stuff. Um, so essentially what they're doing is, uh, AOL owns joystick and they're going to be, uh, closing it. It's been around for 10 years now. Joystick has been around. It seems like, I don't know, 
a lot less time than that. I feel like they were yeah, a lot more new than that. I yeah. didn't realize they were that old. Well, yeah, they, AOL didn't own them for all that time. They were their they were their own thing initially, and then AOL bought them. AOL was buying up blogs left and right. Um, another one of the ones that's getting closed in uh, in the sweep is um, is a very very popular Mac blog called the Unofficial Apple Web Blog or TUAW. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, um, I'll let you continue with the copy if, if sure, there's sure. more. But um, I, I have some thoughts on this. I'm gonna get to. Please do. Oh, okay. So I mean, I just I don't get this because blogs are just like, I mean, like I say this being ignorant of their financial situation, but to me it just seems like blogs are just super cheap and super easy to run. I mean, all you need to do is find people who are willing to write content, put it online, put some advertisements on the page. They'll pay for the servers, and you're pretty much done. Yeah, for a blog, but Joystick is... I think Joystick is part of... Because you got to remember, if they are a 10-year-old establishment, then they are still kind of part of when things were starting to change, and you started to see a lot of, you know, video game print magazines go the way of the Dodo, those sure. guys from EGM, and, you know, whatever dozen video game magazines closed in that time. I think that the Joystick is not so much of a blog and more of a an e-zine and I think the people that work there actually work there. I think that's an employed no, salary-based I'm, I'm sure you're right. Yeah. But I just, I, I don't know. I, 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 this was a conversation also that I'm, I'm, I'm pulling, um, you know, I, uh, I listened to uh, one of the most recent uh, episodes of, um, I think it was Mac Break Weekly as they were talking about this because of the, the Apple White blog closing. Um, and they echoed a lot of the same thoughts that I had. And it was just, it's like, this is not some, yeah, I, I don't understand why they're just not pairing back. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, because Joystick is a valuable brand. I mean, like, people know that name. It's, mm-hmm. it's this is. I mean, we're not talking about like Bob's Gaming website. I mean, like, yeah, this yeah. is Joystick, and you know, they they were important enough for AOL to buy them in the first place. And um, the same thing with like unofficial Apple Weblog. I'm sure there's probably other a couple others that I just can't think of right now or I haven't heard of that that are closing in regards to this. I just don't understand why they're not just scaling back a bit just to hang on to the brand name, if nothing else. Uh, well, AOL's official quotation for it is underperforming content properties are being closed. They're getting rid of anything that they feel is not performing up to par. I don't know if it's not generating enough like ad revenue or maybe the people working there, it's just too much of an expense output to pay. I don't know what it is. You yeah. Know? It's just weird to me. But for, for print media in particular, I'm firm in my belief that nobody should work for free, especially if it's something you're good at or went to school at. I understand. But maybe, maybe for, you know, print media you could you could find ways to cut some of the fat out of that so that people could continue to produce that content especially with like you said something that's a brand name like this so um you know it's uh it's a bummer to hear that those guys are going to be out of uh out of the job but i'm sure a lot of those uh you know a lot of those writers and, and staffers over there probably find their way hopefully find their way to some of the other you know sister publications or you know ezines that are out there blogs you know yeah. so best of luck to the guys at joysticks shame to hear they're having to close their doors yeah definitely good luck guys because I'm sure they all listen to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, thanks. Our, our good buddies, they're all listening. Yeah. Sure. Um, coming in at number one, uh, 300 staff offered voluntary retirement as Sega focuses on mobile and online PC games. This is the week in feel-good news, in case you had to It notice. is. Look, yeah, man, we, we've had some kind of... It's like Super Bowl commercials up in here. It is. <laughs> it's all, all serious and sad. Yeah. Look, we've had uh, we've had three weeks of fairly uh, humorous news. I'm just getting all the bad shit out of the way this week, man. Hopefully, from here, it's all smiles and joy on the way out. Here's so. hoping. <laughs> I know. Let's talk. Let's get on a, a comedic video game podcast and talk about morose, depressing shit. That's what everyone wants to see right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, originally posted uh, by VG247, uh, the jobs of around 300 employees at Sega will be cut amid ongoing restructuring of the company. 
Sega has released a note today advising that 300 of its staff members will be solicited. So they're they're not forcing anybody out. They're saying we have 300. Basically, it sounds like 300 severance packages here. It, you know, whoever takes them and steps up and gets them, gets them. You know, right. And then and the rest of you. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off out the door. Good luck later. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for voluntary retirement, uh, companies going through restructuring as it realigns its focus on smartphone and online PC games. Oh, now, come on with the smartphone. 300 people are going to be losing their jobs. Yeah. Like this, that's fucking sad. It's not good, but there is just as much of a story in the fact in here that one of the, uh, one of the, the Titans, old Titans of gaming is finally fallen as far as I'm concerned. If yeah. Smartphones and uh, PC gaming. It's, it's a kind of a strange time to know that Sega, no longer console production in production for consoles. Now going to be doing smartphone games, you know, and uh, strange. How the mighty have fallen, indeed. Indeed, indeed. Maybe if you didn't put that scarf on fucking Sonic <laughs> during his last redesign. Maybe if Sonic didn't screw a Bratz doll. Right. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me started on his damn Sonic <laughs> characters. You know, here's the thing. Yeah, that was. I mean, it it clearly was like a last ditch effort. It wasn't good. Yeah, it was a it was a cash grab. But here's the thing: if you just earnestly make a good fucking game, all you got to do is make a genuinely decent game. Yeah, but that costs a lot of money. It does cost a lot of money. But you know what? I guarantee you. Look at all the AAA studios that put out polished games. Look at the you know Arkham Arkham Knight's going to be out here soon. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Those are old school style games in the way they're developed in the sense that they're putting out full games and they're not trying to nickel dime me to death. If you just put out a good game, people will buy it. Everyone's hungry for a good game. I, you know, and I think be, because that generally is as simple as it is, as you just stated, the fact that Sega hasn't been able to do this, the fact that like almost every Sonic game that come out in the last decade has been garbage, <laughs> I, th- I think just lends to that, the ta- like the the talent, the people who like knew how to make good games, had the ability to make good games, had no interest in working at Sega, I think is really what it comes down to. I think, I think that Sega was slowly digging themselves into a ditch and you know when somebody when when some hotshot developer gets out of college and they're like i'm gonna get a job i mean like if if bioware and valve and sega comes at you who are you gonna go with i mean yeah that's true it's true i I, I think they lost all their all their branded cash everybody still thinks of sonic when they think of sega easily no problem you know but the thing is is they wasted all their goodwill and they had they had the last 10 years was their sort of last stretch to to turn it around to do something with it and really you get the impression that the people running the show up there relied on the sonic name but just because you slap sonic on it doesn't mean it's a good game and there's been a lot of there's been more bad sonic games than good ones at this point now yeah we um after sonic boom came out i remember um at the time i was watching a, a video review of the game um uh and, and michelle was in earshot and um you know all the, the, the review was just these guys i i, I apologize to whoever it was I, I don't remember um what uh what uh what outfit the the reviewers were with what, what website or whatever but it was a uh, it was some youtube review and they were just tearing this game apart oh those yeah those two guys oh my god it was so good they just they 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 were they, you know they, they, there was one guy who was playing and then there was like one or two other guys who were were talking to him and like trying to like understand what he was doing and like you know just your typical video yeah, sure. video playthrough review and um he was just like I don't understand what to do like I don't I don't get it like it's just it it's it really seemed to be just a matter of that the people who made this game were just not good at it I hate to say it I mean yeah, you, know, you know it's um you know if if you know, if if you don't have the talent if you don't have people with the ability to make good games I mean there's it doesn't matter how much 
how much Sonic you slap on it, it's not going to be a good game. So this, this could be a cautionary tale for yeah. all those big developers out there that are making money slapping their name on the same franchise every single year and saying Call it just Duty. because it Call of Duty. <laughs> and you know what? I'm a huge Assassin's Creed guy, but Ubisoft, you better watch it, man. Because if yeah. you keep slapping that name on that shit and putting the same crap out every year, people will walk away. Sega is proof. You know, that's yeah, true. Never thought when I was a kid that Sega would be the 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 ghosts of the gaming world you know at some point yeah because you know, they really are you know um maybe they'll do something going to mobile and, and do something great i hope they do i want them to do something great but uh this is kind of kind of strange news you know at the end of the day that they're they're downgrading the yeah if, if somebody had traveled do. back in time to uh to 1990s charlie and told him that uh you know 20 years from now sonic is going to be, be- like most best known as a character in a Nintendo game. Yeah, and Smash Bros. <laughs> like, I would have laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I remember when they first announced they were doing that, I was like, blasphemy! How dare you? How could you? Yeah. You know. I think I had that reaction with Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, like the first five times. By the yeah, time we yeah, got yeah. up to Smash, I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> such a strange thing. Um, you know, essentially... Uh, not on top of it just being for the restructure, Sega said that they're doing it because they they have to reorganize the company in order to keep it if they don't make this change and right. try to go. I think if it doesn't work, I wouldn't be shocked if Sega just goes away. You know, if think, this this last ditch thing doesn't yeah. work, you know. I think companies like like video game companies in the creative fields have such a small window of time to monopolize on their previous success. So it's yeah. like you come out of the gate and you do real well. But then you have to continue to do real well. And if you have like, you know, one year where you don't do well, like you have to get that market share back and you have to do it right now. Oh, yeah. And if you let it go for more than a year, you've lost so much of your capital. Like you like just like you like the thing is, you can't get the big developers like you can't get you can't get the, the big names that are going to do what they need to do for you. And then every year you just like slowly regress. So it's like. It's almost like if you can't keep it up year like year after year after year after two years, it's just you're over, you're done. Yeah, it's hard, you know. But uh, whatever it is that that Sega intends to do at the end of the day, I hope it works because I don't think anybody wants to see them go anywhere. I think everybody just wants to see them put out some good games again. No, like Charlie, I think Charlie said before, it's it's always sad when you lose another name in the industry because that just you know it's a little bit more of like the competitiveness and it's just you know a little bit of that edge that goes away so you get closer and closer to there being just like it is with like record labels and movie studios there's like five or six major studios and everything and they own and run everything and you know definitely needs to be more competition in gaming so somebody make a goddamn good game on the independent level and blow your company up quick (laughs) do it now there's a spot open that's right yeah yeah jesus sadly Oh, well, good luck to uh, also to all those uh, fine folks at Sega who have uh, who have uh, uh, accepted their severance packages, like like the good <laughs> like the good employees that they are, I guess. Were were right. Womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that are shutting down. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, do um, we have a lighter note here? Yeah. Well, um, we'll, we'll we'll do my, we'll do our best to make it a little bit lighter. So we talked a little bit last week about how um Nintendo was shutting down the um the poorly uh you know poorly managed and run uh, Club Nintendo. And um, so we we said, hey, let, let's come up with our own ideas for some loyalty programs and uh, and see if see if we're able to come up with something better. So uh, let's 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 talk about that. All right. So in the um in the wake of the news that Club Nintendo is uh, closing its virtual doors, um, 
we uh you know we, we talked a little bit last week and so we wanted to continue and we wanted to continue that conversation and uh just get some ideas for if we were running a video game company uh any video any any company not just nintendo and we were coming up with a loyalty program to uh to reward our customers for buying our products uh what would we do um so um john did you have any thoughts on the matter you know i did i i Spent some time thinking about what what do as a as a gamer what do I like? I like anything that can add to the experience of the game that I'm playing. So to me, I, I feel like Ubisoft has a good idea. Yeah, with you play with with you play and kind of with their silly initiates program in one way, I guess. Um, I like the idea of being given the option to get some like DLC for the game. I would almost kind of like to see it's sort of like, you know, when you go to the sandwich shop and you get the punch cards, mm-hmm. some sort of a virtual or digital punch card that keeps track of what it is that you buy from that company. Yep. And then maybe instead of dropping $20 on a DLC pack, you know, maybe they just give you the DLC pack if you buy X products. To me, that feels kind of like, uh, you know, when you were a kid and you see the the toys where you could buy the whole set of action figures and there was like, a piece of one f- figure in every single box, and then right. that would assemble <laughs> one full figure. It was like right. getting an extra figure. To me, if you were, if I'm, if I'm going to buy, uh, again, I just use Ubisoft as a, an example because they've got kind of one of the more well-known programs. But if I'm going to buy your comic books and your games and your DVDs and your action figures, I don't think it's unreasonable for you to not charge me twenty dollars for a three-hour DLC pack. You know what I mean? Or yeah. fifteen bucks for a twenty-hour or three-hour DLC pack. That to me would be a really nice addition because things like games with gold and free games on on PlayStation Network, those are really nice things. I like that you get to um, keep those, at least in Xbox's case. I know that if you cancel PlayStation Plus, then you lose the licenses to the free games that come with it. But um, I, I think that free games is nice. You know, those are good. Those are two programs that I think work just fine. Um, so free downloads in that way. I also do like the idea of, you know, especially if it's like a local, like Chicago-based studio. Like I know NetherRealm Studios in Chicago. I don't understand why game studios don't advertise a like, hey, Mortal Kombat's coming out in a few months. Let's get together at one of the local arcades and throw a big-ass party for everybody there to play it on a cabinet. And, you know, like even if it's a paid entry, 10 bucks to get in and you'll get like, you know, if, if 200 people show up and it's like, open bar and free food, like do that kind of shit, get your community involved sure, and yeah. give them something in return for their investments. They, uh, gamers like to be social with other people. It, they just don't give us great ways to do it these days. So those are two examples I think that would make for good, like reward type programs, do social things, set up social events, you know, um, that are low cost, low risk, but will get you more in terms of sales and loyalty um, and also some sort of a d- DLC, just use DLC as a bartering tool for, for people buying your things. I think that would be pretty generous instead of, you know, 10, 12, 15 bucks for three hours. Right. Yeah. Um, Michelle, what do you think? Um, as f- like, I'm kind of a, a loyalty card junkie, so <laughs> I, I can verify this three yeah. sandwich cards in my wallet. Right. right like I'll do anything if it like gets me something like I just, and I, you know, I kind of feel like a, like just like the Xbox World of Achievements is sort of like 
kind of like a way to i feel like it's kind of a loyalty card in itself i mean obviously you don't really get anything out of it right. but still i'll pretty much sure, do yeah. anything for like a badge or an achievement like i feel really excited about that so i think that's like a good start but um like the xbox fitness program they actually have like a stamp card that you sort of fill up as you go through which i mean like it, it makes me work out more because i like really like to fill up my stamp card sure so i mean like along that line though like if you just took it one step farther and then like once i filled up my stamp card or like got to a certain level of achievements i got some sort of payback um i don't know if you're familiar with every move it's like a fitness app mm-hmm. yeah. um they actually well they just stopped but they used to up until 2015 they you actually got like free things for working out so every time you know i work out and it was like connected to like my fitbit or whatever so i didn't have to type it in it would be like oh you ran you know three miles today like that's this is how many points you earn and then you kind of pick like it has like a you know 10 or so different things you can choose from and you pick which one you want to earn towards and then once you've like worked out to so many points you just get a free thing and so it was from everything from donate one dollar to a charity you know, that they like not of your choice, but that were opted on there or all the way up to I got free nail polish and free a free pair of shoes at one point just for working out. So you were rewarded for using it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, actually. So like with like the Xbox, if it was like once you hit, you know, this many gamer points and achievements or like with a certain game like Xbox Fitness, I fill up all these stamp cards. If I got something and it's for a company like to do donate a dollar to make a wish that was a big one that every move had that's good for a company it's a write-off for them you know it ends up kind of working out for both of you in the long end and like i'm gonna do it just because i feel like i'm getting something out of it or um there's a company called julep they do like a style box i don't know if you guys are familiar with those but like every month you kind of get like a box and it's got like a new nail polish new moisturizers like all the different products that are kind of hitting the market so and like, like trial like size yeah, yeah yeah exactly only it's like all beauty products sure sure so they julep and then they're, they're all julep branded so they make like hundreds thousands of nail polishes that just get like thrown in these boxes so these things are like you know like pez to them so (laughs) to try to get people to learn about their style boxes when they first came out they would give you a free nail polish on every move if you got a certain amount of points it's really smart for them because then i love the nail polish so then it's like okay i'm gonna do your style box which is 40 bucks a month so you're getting me to pay 40 bucks a month by handing me a free nail polish any kind of partnership like that would be you know awesome for me because i just want the stuff it's like shopping Love to shop. You know, something that you mentioned that I, I guess I didn't even think about, but if they, if companies could find a way, let's say, not for Xbox, not for Microsoft, but um, for whatever company's game comes out, and whatever publisher and developer, um, thousand point gamer score, right? Let's say if you finish all thousand points then they'll send you a free thing or That's, like once yeah. you hit 250 points or like even like points or if you're one of the first hundred because then you get all the people who are on that game like the the day it comes out i have to buy this game i want to be one of the first hundred people because i'm going to get a t-shirt and then yeah. you know you're encouraging people to buy it that week and you're you know padding your sales basically yeah. just to try and you know and people will do anything for free shit yeah it's the american way 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, yes. I'll, I'll be go for a second. America. There. There um, you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's like my ideas. Are pretty much, you guys covered all the all the points, but it's it's pretty much the, the the things that are that are most important to me are you, know, you know, Michelle. I was think I was trying to think of a good analogy, and you hit it on the head with every move. Um, is that yeah. the the biggest thing for me with every move is that it's completely it, it's like ninety nine percent frictionless. Like the one problem with like with like Club Nintendo and other rewards program of that nature, it's the same problem with like mail-in rebates. It's because they're they're hoping you forget to do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it costs right. them money in the long run. Sure. And so, but, you know, it's because they made that decision, they've structured the entire program around hoping that nobody does it. If everyone had sent in if, if every single person had redeemed every single Club Nintendo point in every single thing they ever bought, Nintendo probably would shut this thing down like years ago because yeah, they probably yeah, would have been losing sure. money left, left and right. I admittedly bought Nintendo games and remembered to register the points like three or four months after I bought them or that wouldn't do it at all. Right. And, and so that's, you know, it's... So the big thing is like, one, have it be frictionless so that... Um, you know, so that, it, you know, it, it just knows whether or not, well, I guess, I guess it's hard with video games because they don't know if you borrowed or rented something. So I don't know how they would be able to directly tell. Like, so, so if you bought a game digitally, that one would be obvious. Yeah, sure. Um, um, if I suppose if you bought a game physically, you would have to, re, you, know, you would have to redeem a code or it would need to know somehow that you were the person that bought the game. So I guess there's no getting around that. But aside from that, um, the other big thing is to me, at least it seems like, it seems like people are always infinitely more excited about physical rewards over like some just like downloadable thing oh yeah absolutely yeah of course. and so it's like you know it's like with club nintendo it's like you know we talked about you know the start of like uh like last year you know, the last time we the last time we had a big conversation about them here on the show it's you know we we, we commented on the fact oh, everybody commented on the fact that like their entire catalog of rewards was all digital it might have been like one or two physical things but i mean like for the most part it was all digital and so it's like if 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 a company like I really like like the idea of like having like have it be hooked up to like GamerScore or something like that. So if you get a platinum trophy on a PlayStation game, or if you you know thousand point, uh, you know if you one hundred percent all the achievements on an Xbox game, is that it just they just automatically just send you something. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they plan on, you know, because you know it, when when you order more of anything, it always becomes cheaper. You know, everything's cheaper in bulk. Yeah. So if they just plan on that, build like a couple bucks into the price of the game. And, um, you know, it can be EA's responsibility if it's an EA game or what have you. But, um, you know, it, you know, for like the first and maybe just for like the first couple months or something like that. If you if you, you know, 100 uh, percent all the gamer score on like the new Dragon Age game, it's like, you know, it you just automatically get sent like a little dragon figure. You know, it costs yeah. like 50 cents to manufacture. Right. But it's like just just the goodwill that that buys with players is, oh, yeah. is priceless. You know what would be interesting? Because as, as we keep talking about this, it, it almost starts to make more sense where the building blocks of a program like this would be. So if we're talking, you just said that a lot of digital stuff comes in. People, people will take it, but... I don't know anybody that wouldn't prefer to have something physical like yeah. you said. So yeah. let's say like all the little uh, pre-order things that you could get, like let's say if you're playing Call of Duty, like they give you one fucking gun for something like a download code. I actually did when I picked up my copy of uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue, I was at Target and there was another lady in the video game section there asking the dude, and you could tell that it was one of those annoying, like, mom has been sent on an errand for her son to go buy all of the, I think it was like Edge shaving gel they had a cross promotion <laughs> where if you buy each of the different, uh, oh you know, scented 
Jamie Gels, there was a download code for Assassin's Creed Unity to get like extra costume pieces for Arno oh, or something. Something just ridiculous like that. It's like and the, she's it's like, like the codes around the beef jerky that I bought. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and and I did it with Subway a few years ago for Uncharted 3. Oh, they sure. had the Uncharted 3 stuff and you can yep. get, I have a Subway t-shirt in Uncharted 3 that I, I don't know why I got it, but... Stuff well, like you were that. excited about when you got it. The do you know what it was? I was like, I, yeah, I spent like forty dollars on drinks at Subway, but I finally got my T-shirt. <laughs> Fuck! Now that I think about it, I'm sad. Hey, that's the thing that it it's it's wise for companies because it is. you spent forty dollars on drinks at Subway to get a godforsaken T-shirt. Yeah, but you know what would probably be more wise? Like, okay, so you've got your fifteen dollar uh, three hour DLC pack I mentioned, right? Sure. And then you've got all the dumb little guns that they tie into or weapons they tie into little promotional things. It would be more interesting for me. Let's say uh, we were talking about gamer score rewards. You get 100 gamer score points. They give you one of the little weapons that unlocks in the game. And they do that all the way up the line until you get all 1,000 points. Then maybe they give you the three-hour DLC pack instead of charging the 15 bucks. And like you said, build it into the cost of the game. Like instead of charging right. 15 bucks for it, you know, charge 10, charge, you know, eight, whatever, you know, squeeze a little extra cost into it, but don't make players have to hunt for, don't make us go to the store by fucking shaving gel to get a yeah. pair of pants. Please, and right. Please don't do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you said, frictionless. You got a good yeah. point with that. That and would be a way to do it. Just build it into the price. Then, I mean, just to make it even more like financially attractive for a company, you can put a seven day expiration on it and people have to verify it. Like, okay, you won, you got the thing that you were supposed to get, and we're going to send you this T-shirt, but you just have to click on the email and say approve. Half the people won't do that, and then you don't have to send the T-shirt, but you got them to play the game because they wanted the T-shirt in the first place. So, yeah. I mean, like, that's the douchey, like, big company yeah. way to look at it. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that way you're saving yourself money. You're still offering the program, and that's what gets people interested. Yeah. Now, just the one counterpoint to what you're saying, John. Um, I, I love the idea, I, I, you know, I, I like the idea of what you're saying, but I, I'm going to put on big company hat for a second um i i would almost rather get like stupid little figures frankly that i can put on my shelf and look at than get free dlc i'd rather and, have physical stuff too i'm saying that's what i would do with all the digital shit well so so the thing about that is is that you know with the amount of money it costs to like manufacture one of those little stupid figures literally like pennies like it, it's cents yeah. it's nothing but you know the the amount of time that goes that you know i, I have absolutely no idea how much labor and and act, how much it actually costs to make that three hour dlc like it might be you know it might be millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. i have i have no idea so it's uh, you know I, I i would i would think that it would be um a better bet for a company to go the you know the stupid plastic stuff route sure. because that's a lot cheaper for them and i think it's a better reward for gamers because like i said I, it just it seems like people like having that that physical stuff yeah and i, I would i would almost rather i mean Given we're, we're assuming that we're talking about good unbroken games here, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is a whole other conversation. Uh, but such um, an assumption. Yeah, it's like I would rather, I, I would rather pay like you know ten or fifteen dollars or you know maybe twenty if it's really 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 good. Um, unlike you know some DLC for a couple hours for a game. Sure. Um, if it meant more chances of getting like more 50 cent figures in the mail you know what i mean yeah sure <laughs> i mean i was a loot, loot crate subscriber for a while and i enjoyed getting i like my tchotchkes you know i yeah, enjoyed oh yeah. getting all my little toys and things and built up an army of it and then something else another subscription service took my attention away from that and i stopped subscribing and then i realized i don't really want to subscribe to loot crate anymore because 
everybody has the same fucking shit hanging out in their house. It just weirded me out when I thought about it after a while. (laughs) And I was like, no, I don't want that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I will always take the physical stuff over the digital stuff, but I, that was just, that was my two cents on how to handle the digital stuff if they've got it. And if they're building it into the price of the game, adding another 10 bucks on, because for those of you that don't remember, like original NES and like N64 era games, like, like that fucking game carts were expensive. They were like $80. I yeah. mean, I remember you'd go to Toys R Us and pull the slip out of the thing and, yep. and do, it was $79, $79.99 was the retail price of a Nintendo cartridge for those of you that don't remember. So, I mean, it's not like people in the history of gaming haven't been willing to flex up or down on the cost of a game, but if you build quality into it, I think they'll pay the extra 10 bucks instead of 15 for just a three-hour DLC pack. And the amount of gas money and time in their life they'll save buying shaving gel <laughs> yeah, and Subway seriously. drinks. And beef jerky. <laughs> delicious, delicious beef jerky. It, it was it was good. I'll give it that much. Uh, it was like the three pepper habanero fire Slim Jim that my dog also enjoyed, which is very weird to me. But Making me hungry, Charlie. <laughs> Sorry. That's all I, 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 I come here to record and I just, there's food and delightful things <laughs> all the time. And I'm turning into John by the Hut. Yeah, blame her. She, she's the cook. I'm not going to blame her. I'm going to thank her. Thank yeah. you so much. You don't have to eat. No, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. And I'm going <sighs> to. So I, I, I think we've, um, we've adequately solved the, uh, the, uh, the, the customer loyalty program. So, um, you know, uh, video game companies, we're putting the Gamerhead Greenlight open license on all our ideas here. So please, everybody take all of them and use all of them. And um, please don't screw it up like Nintendo did. That's true. Club Nintendo. Gamerhead making dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's see what you guys had to say on the matter. Okay, so before we get started with the mailbag, um, I noticed we had a voicemail submission this week. I haven't listened to this yet, though, so uh, let's see what this caller had to say. Hey, this is Ellis. One time, my buddy Keith gave me his phone number and said I could order a pizza. We're about to watch the Super Bowl, so if uh, you guys have the time, could you send over a large cheese pizza with pepperoni? And uh, hold on, let me take a look and see what else. Uh, what menu is he looking maybe at? Maybe some pineapple. <laughs> Hold up. Let me ask my buddy Keith if he likes pineapple on his pizza. <laughs> hey, Keith! You like pineapple on your pizza? <laughs> We're going to go ahead and skip the pineapple. Keith said only a communist put pineapple on pizza. Like anyway, if you got my phone number on the caller ID, so if you guys could give me a call back and let me know if you could have a pizza here in time for the Super Bowl, I'd appreciate it. All right, got to go now. Here, Keith, I'll be there in a minute. Hey! <laughs> Well, um, I, I caller, I'm sorry, I, I didn't. Uh, you said your name at the beginning. I, I didn't catch it. I'm sorry, but um, you know, you left your number on the caller ID here, so I'll, I'll read that off. So in case anybody wants to, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm pretty sure that was Ellis. Ellis, from oh, Left okay. 4 Dead. I guess I, I. So you're saying I shouldn't read off the number for for people to call? Is that what you're saying, John? Uh, for some reason, <laughs> it's a porno number. Oh, uh, I checked it out, man. I looked into it. And it's, oh, uh, okay. It was a uh, oh, you researched a good this time number. number. I checked already. it out. Yeah. So yeah. you've looked into it. Okay. All right. I well, did. I did. I'll, I'll take your word on all of that then. So, uh, sir, a caller, I'm sorry. You you had the wrong number. Um. All right. So our mailbag question of the week. We asked uh, with Nintendo Claus with Nintendo a little bit. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you went almost went full Porky Pig. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's what I was going to say. Since Nintendo was shutting down Club Nintendo, tell us your ideas. What would your dream loyalty program be like? Uh, so Ricky Keller writes in. He says, first of all, I'd like to give credit to Nintendo for ever even offering a loyalty program. That's in which, true. In which I went platinum oh, yeah, twice. Yeah, that is true. 
Uh, what are the names of the Sony and Microsoft loyalty programs again? Oh, right. There aren't any, and to my knowledge, have never been any. Um, I see what he did there. Yeah. He's clever like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd be good with coupons and discounts for games like Steam has, but I'm really not of the opinion that there was anything wrong with what they had, aside from it not being obvious or convenient enough. I like the real-life rewards, thank you, that were given out through the Club Nintendo program. Posters, uh, Hanafuda cards? I don't know what those are. Uh, I don't know. I uh, missed the boat on that one. Okay. Um, and other Nintendo merchandise was a lot of fun to collect. All you had to do was take a quick survey on the game you bought, and you got points. Perhaps if they tied it to the Miiverse accounts and did some analytics or allow you to fill out shorter surveys directly on the console for rewards, more people would participate. That's a good point. Um... Again, frictionless. I mean, like when you're when you're t when you when you have to have people like take the slip out of your package and go to a computer, which I, I mean it's not hard, but I'm just saying like they're already on their console. You're, you're making them work for yeah. something. It's like you. Yeah. It's like I, I I took a look by the way. Um, we, you know we talked before about um Club Nintendo's absence from the Wii U. Um, there is one little tiny button on there I did find in the store about Club Nintendo. <laughs> so, but but yeah, if they had just put it right there, just like. You, you put in a game for the first time just to, when you when you know next time you come back to play it or after you played it a couple times just you know not in the middle of it of course but just you know when you go to load it up just pop up a survey and just say like hey you want some free stuff answer some questions I mean it, yeah why not um, he also adds uh, um, if every company did the survey method or an alternative option for paying uh, or, or, or an alternative option to paying for a membership I'd be all over it with all of them yeah if, if I could you know fill out if if I could play enough games or like complete enough objectives or get enough gamer score or whatever so that Xbox Live was free, I would take that as a reward program. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah sure. Absolutely. Uh, Carlton writes in and says, Nintendo Power. That, that was the entirety of his first answer. Man, a few words. Last <laughs> week, uh, in regards to the, the system, I think his answer was just chaos, one word. So He then also added, um, for every hour a game played, um, you earn a fifteen you, you earn a credit of 15 minutes of time, dilation, freeze, speed up, rewind, etc. Um, you said anything goes, referring to, to me. That, that's true. I did say anything goes. So, so, he's, so he's, he's positing that if you play enough of a game, you gain the ability to control time in real life. Um, I, I, I do know Carlton away from the show, and I can say with uh, a very firm sense of certainty <laughs> that that is very him. Okay, all right. And, uh, I've gotten that sense from he, some of his uh, previous he, correspondence. He does very much enjoy the, the, the trolley trolley. He, okay. he, he likes it. It's good. It's what he does. Um, recent guest host and friend of the show, Danny Meckler, says, Valve should offer a loyalty program where you buy all of their games and support everything they've ever done. And in return, Valve promises to never release a third game and to shit in your dreams. All members of that club, every one of us. Yep. The world <laughs> is a member of that club. It's, it makes me sad on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, we have Songbird writing in to say, Dear Tectotronic Orn Goat and Fallon Flynn, and by, of course, Goat, she met Michelle. Um, <laughs> uh, considering how Nintendo is completely terminating the current membership site, which really irks me, they're likely to formulate a similar system to the Wii U's Deluxe Digital Program, which ended last year. Coincidence? I think not. Basically, games purchased in digital and hopefully physical will generate points, which will eventually allow you to purchase digital games at a cheaper price. Okay. Um, I, however, think they should deliver more than just digital 
digital games. Yes, agreed. Yes. Um, it's probably safe to say Nintendo lost money thanks to the cost of making and shipping physical goods from Club Nintendo. So rather than only having said items available for club members, why don't we just have an online Nintendo store where they can sell the goods to everyone, but also allow people of the new, le- of the new loyalty plan to use their points to reduce their purchases? Oh, that's really smart. That yeah. is smart. That's yeah, a good that's idea, a- actually kind of takes it to what we were saying but to the next step where you can buy it too if you don't want to earn it yeah or i mean even even if you just get like a massive discount you know just to cover you know just just a little bit of it just free fucking shipping would be nice because usually (laughs) with the nintendo rewards programs don't you have to pay for shipping on the yeah Uh, unfortunately i've never partaken so i can't tell you but Mm -hmm. um it would not surprise me if anybody out there listening knows chime in on that because i'm curious as to whether or not uh i bet you that shipping yeah maybe maybe that's the difference because you say you like your physical stuff Mm -hmm. ultimately and it's cheap to manufacture the the physical stuff but maybe it's the shipping that kills the company and if they're not you know, making people pay for the shipping. Maybe that's where the physical goods go bust and why they're doing all the digital it could be. stuff. Yeah, that definitely could be. But that's Songbird. That's a great idea. Brilliant idea. Yep. And she goes on to say, the following message is a PSA regarding Club Nintendo. If you or you know anyone who may have unused Club Nintendo codes, please consider using them or give them to Club Nintendo users. Wink, wink. I think she might mean her. (laughs) So that they may not go to waste. Additionally, if you are trying to get codes for yourself or others, consider going to places who sell used games or even rental stores and persuade them to give you said codes. It doesn't always work, and sometimes the codes are missing or used, but you'll never know until you try. I mean, you know, these things are going to be worthless in not too long anyway. So, yeah, yeah, if um, I probably have some sitting around I could find a good home for. There Um, you go. Yeah. I'm sure I have a couple of unused ones. Yeah. Uh, and then so on to the songbird question section of the show. I feel like we need a jingle for the songbird question section. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So there's the puppy bowl, the kitty bowl, and heck, now there's even a fish bowl. Uh, what gaming creatures would you actually pay to watch if they had their own bowl? Which I'm, 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 I'm going to clarify and, and, uh, and, um, interpret that she means like an actual like competition between characters, uh, <coughs> creatures rather. Um, so I, I would say kangaroos. Um, Wait, didn't she say gaming characters? Oh, did she? Oh, she, she probably, didn't say that, would, that would make sense. Um, but go with your kangaroos there, man. <laughs> kangaroos, huh? I'm sure there's been kangaroos Because they box? Games. Like, don't they probably have... Uh, uh, Roger from Tekken. Yep, kangaroo! Fighting kangaroo. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was the boxing. You said boxing, and I just yep. saw him with those stupid gloves That's on. That's who I meant all along, guys. Jeez. It was, it was, it was a plant. Uh, yeah, so what gaming creatures specifically would you actually pay to watch if they had their own bowl i can think of two that would be entertaining to watch do just about anything if they were real um raving rabbits in a bowl of some sort oh, yeah. would be kind of an interesting thing to see yep um i also what was the other one? Oh fuck i had it and it's gone now i've lost it um but but yeah, those to start with. Raving Rabbids is a good start, uh, just because they're so loud. They're basically the video game equivalent of the you know the minions from Despicable Me, right? You know, right, right. Everybody likes them so much. Even though along I think those came first. Along the same lines, Pikmin. That was my that was my real oh. answer. <laughs> Stolen. Yeah. Yep. Um, video game creatures. Video game creatures. Um, Chocobo. Chocobo could be interesting, as long as it's not to the death, because that would make me sad. I would say Goombas, but I don't. They don't have any fucking arms. What are they going to just like run into each other, like <laughs> just, walk back yeah, and forth? Yeah, just bounce <laughs> off each other. Yeah, that would be that would be not entertaining. Um, oh, I, but I'm going to take that a step farther. Um, actually, all the Bowser kids, I would pay. Good, oh my good god, money. that's awesome! Yeah. 
Like something about this though, it seems oh, that's like that's amazing. Nintendo characters, a lot of Nintendo characters would probably be conducive to yeah, particularly just Mario creatures. Yeah, would be conducive to this. Yeah, but I had I had another answer. My first answer was better, and I just it it eludes me all of a sudden. And it came to me immediately, and then the rabbits came second, and I thought about the rabbits, and it erased what I was thinking of in my mind. What's that show where they have, like, the old retired celebrities, and it's like a reality TV show, and they're, like, living in a house together? Um, Celebrity rehab? Uh, <laughs> no, it's like No, the, yeah, it's, it's on like, VH1. It's like the Unreal House or something, something like that. Something like yeah. that, yeah. So if they had, like, all, like, the, like, you get, like, Earthworm Jim, Toe Jam and Earl, oh and, like, Sam and Max, and, like, all these old-school retired Amazing. video game characters, and have them battle it out. That, I would also pay good money to see that. That'd be brutal. Would, uh, <laughs> ratings would skyrocket, I think. But no, that's you think that's it. You, you I, think I just can't. Answer? I okay. can't. I can't think of what it was. It was perfect too. It was better than the rabbits, and it's gone now. What was it? Well, if you think about it, let me know. Um, otherwise, Songbird continues. Uh, forget the Super Bowl. Let's have a Powder Puff Bowl. Which gaming gals would you put in your team? Additionally, who would be in? Who would be your male cheerleaders? <laughs> this, is a, this is a good one. <laughs> Um, so, um, I, I think we're going to do this collaboratively. Yeah. Um, yeah. so Samus clearly, Evs, um, yeah. um, um, ghost from, um, you know, from the Starcraft, um, uh, Kerrigan, uh, 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 well, oh, no, oh, that's a better well, that's one. I was going to say one is, <laughs> yeah, let's say, let's say pre-transformation, okay. um, pre-zerg. Um, but, um, no, I, I was going to say, um, you know, the ghost from the ghost game that never came out. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, um, Gary you know, Lara Croft is an easy answer, oh, yeah. but yeah. she knows what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. got it. Um, what is the, I don't know. She probably doesn't fit on like a like a gaming team, but I just really like Alex Royvis from Eternal Darkness. She was a good character. Good, good oh, character, yeah. So put her on okay. There. I think right. if you played as the girl from Mass Effect, which was, oh, Femshep. Yeah, Femshep. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, most of the She's females awesome. from Mass Effect would be a good fit yeah. for her. Yeah. Oh yeah, the blue lady. She was pretty Liara. rocking. Yeah. 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 Psychic powers are allowed, of course. Um, uh, Meryl from Metal Gear. <laughs> Yes. Sniper Wolf from Metal Gear. Half actually most of most of the, the, the female characters in gaming in the last ten years would be I would actually be afraid to play against them on a, a, a powder puff team. Yeah. Especially half the ones we just listed are actually uh more manly than I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And you're like five times more manly than I am, so that's Ma- Ma- Meryl from Metal Gear could whoop my ass. Yeah. Um Yeah. And, and who and, would their male cheerleaders be? I really oh, want to be on this team. <laughs> You're going to have to become a gaming character first. I know. Sorry. Um, well, obviously Drake. It's <laughs> like my go-to. Oh man. Uh, but how 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 like upsetting would that be for him because Lara Croft is on the team and he's cheerleading, you know, uh, his, yeah. his, uh, his pretty upsetting because we're going to put him in Lara Croft's uh, Lara Croft's generation one outfit. There you go. Oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> nice. Um uh Zangief yeah, Zangief <laughs> should be the answer to everything for that. That's perfect. Will we also be putting in him something scant besides his little red underwear that he usually wears? No, that's 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 enough. <clears throat> okay, good. Michelle, I know you're not a big fighting game character, but if you remember back to a Wreck-It Ralph, this is the giant Russian. You might be a bad guy, but uh, you're not bad yeah. guy. Yeah, he's, you know, yeah, exactly. I was just thinking along the same lines as uh, the like the Ginger Stone Man that Ginger from what game? Um, that I think Goat played as him in the Smash. 
ginger. Oh, uh, the ginger um, beard. He's Ganondorf. Like a, yeah, that guy. Yeah. The ginger beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ganondorf would be interesting. Um, not a lot of charisma there, but okay. Um, the man, a few words. <laughs> I had the worst cheerleader ever. He just. I, I really feel like it should be like the male equivalent of all like the female characters we mentioned. So like Solid Snake then. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> I, who would you vote for Samus? Would you do Mother Brain? Um I think we would just have to go I mean like it's not it's not the male equivalent, but I guess you could say like um Oh Ridley. There you go. Oh no oh, Ridley. Ridley. Well yeah. Is Ridley female? I why think, do I think I that? don't know. I don't why maybe. do I why do I have the idea that Ridley's That's female a good in my question. Head? Um Ridley's a giant pterodactyl kind of looking thing. Yeah. Um, um space dino yeah oh just one of the um <laughs> what, what's the extinct race from the metroid series uh i know i can't. one of them one My of them could be at one, one of the cheerleaders me, yeah. um and you know i feel like um that's who else would we say would be in there um yeah well i think that's probably enough that's probably a who would be their coach who would be Ooh, their coach? That's who a... would be a good male it's a cheerleading twist coach Ex- um um I feel like I, I, I'm trying. I'm struggling to remember the name of any character ever. From, right now, yeah. From from any um, Dance Central or Dance Dance Revolution game. <laughs> any male character from any. I of those don't games. think anybody knew the names of those characters. Yeah, no, only 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 the well, most. But who would coach the football team? Oh, okay. Oh, who would coach the football yeah, team? Yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. Like, uh, who would be who would be suitable to lead these uh, this ragtag powder puff team? Right. Like, who's going to sit these women down and It would be have like, to be somebody who's, like, a, a strategist. You know, they would have to, like... somebody who can tell these terrifying women, no. So, somebody... So, a female gaming character who's an imposing strategist. Um, I, we're we're, we're going to come across it. It's, um... Uh, female strategist, imposing female strategist is boss just like Metal Gear. Oh, perfect! There you go. There, yeah. That's, yep. She'd that's, be all stoic and angry. Yep. Or uh, what's her name from uh, uh, Metal Gear? I keep saying Metal Gear from uh, from Final Fantasy Ten, Ten Two, I think it was. Oh, what the hell is her name? That escapes me right now. Sort of gothy looking one that had the sort of feathery haircut. Um, actually, speaking of Final Fantasy, Luna, think, Lulu, Lulu. There you go. Yeah, the bunny would be a good one on the football team. For from what the Final Fantasy? The bunny. Mog, the Mog, Moogle. Oh, oh, are you thinking Fran? Fran, Fran oh, from nine, okay. yeah. Oh no, yeah, nine, yeah, nine. Um, right, yeah, nine. Um, yeah, as far as, as no, far as not nine. Twelve. Twelve. Right. Hello. Um. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we we've got it. We've yeah. done it. No. So yeah, as far as team goes, I think that's a pretty a pretty good lineup of, yeah. of players. Uh you know uh, uh cheerleaders oh you know you know who'll you know be the male coach of the of the male cheerleading squad captain falcon B- perfect <laughs> perfect <laughs> no the dude that has uh the dude that that rides in front of little mac on the the bicycle that little mac's coach oh. there you go <laughs> <laughs> he he is already a coach that that's true he does that's have true. that going for him um although captain falcon has the kicking um true. down so Finally, Songbird asks, if you guys had control of the halftime show at the Super Bowl, what would you do? Um, trying to think of a video game-related band. Um, There's not a lot of that out there. Yeah. You know? I don't I mean, know that that... On, I know that this is a video game podcast, but I don't know that that's the right choice for the Super Bowl because that's not the video game crowd. Like, no one there would get it. 
And then no one who cares about video games would watch it. (laughs) That's true. I'll tell you what I do because I'm not much of a sports person. Okay. And and, uh, I don't much care for the Super Bowl. I would, in an attempt to drive everybody in the crowd and everybody uh, at home watching insane, I would reassemble whatever group of musicians it was that recorded Want to Take You for a Ride and have them perform (laughs) live at the Super Bowl. Just special for everybody. That would be what I would do if I had control over the Super Bowl. So how many times would they just sing that one line over and over and over again? How long is the Super Bowl (laughs) halftime show? (laughs) 15 minutes. 15 fucking minutes. Maybe even 20. Just to to really rub it in there. I... Um, okay. Maybe less. This is, this, this is, this is a positive reassuring place. And so I'm not going to tell you that that's a horrible idea. Um, <laughs> that, that's no, it's a horrible idea, <laughs> but, uh, that's why I'm not in charge of the Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. Um, I, I feel like the only thing to do there, cause Michelle, you have a good point. So, it's a tr- so trying to keep it something that people would actually watch other than just video game nerds, not, not, not that we are few and far between, but still, um, uh, just trying to keep it somewhat relevant. I feel like I would have, I mean, whatever band the plays, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, but it, I would style like the look and the visuals and like the choreography of like the halftime show, like all the special effects or whatever. And I would like, just go like retros, like tech mobile and just like have nice. like, you know, just do like excite bike, you know, just like have like sports, like old school, like eight and 16 bit, like sports stuff going on as part of like the visuals. It was better than freaking foam shark suits. I mean, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> If, if I were if I were giving less of like a bullshitty answer and, and trying less to be a smart ass, um, it I wouldn't mind taking a band like a modern rock band that that I don't know like, like I like Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters is a good band, yeah. And I don't listen to them terribly often, but I'd rather them be up there than like Katy Perry. Well, or, sure, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. But um, for something like that, and have them cover um, you know, music from games, you know, but but music that maybe has you know vocals in it, um, or. Or maybe just get the guys from Distant Worlds to come out and perform Final Fantasy music. Fuck football. I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit about the theme. You're asking me what I would do for the Super Bowl halftime show. Put on, you know, fucking live Final Fantasy music. Yeah, I That's think, what I, I would do. I think it'd be great to have video games live out there. But I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Not, not the right crowd. Not at all. Sadly, not the right crowd. I wish not it was the right crowd. I wish, you know. But, That's true. Yeah, wish a lot of things. Um, yeah, thank you, Songbird. And Wait, every- I oh, have I'm so sorry. many answers I'm- to... Th- I'm the football person in this room. <laughs> it's true. What the shit, man? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to start by having Vias for Villains perform. Oh, yay! It's the most obvious answer, and I didn't even see that. Michelle, you got something on your nose right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm actually, like, super old school football, so I, like, desperately want, like, like... Epic marching band and like cheerleading, just like like a normal like football halftime okay. show, but like yeah. all the cheerleaders from the whole league, you know, come together, do a routine, and it's like a really awesome like routine. And then you know, huge marching band from whatever you know two states are playing or whatever, and then like you know where they're doing like like more like how they do in college, Big Ten, where they're doing all the like. You know, yeah, you, whatever it's called, like the, the different the, uniform the things, yeah, yeah the yeah, choreography yeah, the that they do and everything, yeah. and it would just be like absolutely epic. But as far as like sticking with kind of how it's run and just picking, like, I think having music is fun, you know, and having artists and it's kind of a cool rock concert in the middle. But I think they have to do. I think that every year they should cross genres, so it's like a hot country artist, a hot pop artist, a hot rock artist, a hot rap artist, and you know, put them all together and have them like sing each other's music and have fun and then you're not 
you're not alienating anybody in the stadium because everybody's got a little taste of their own music, but you're getting to see kind of like all these different people just performing together and like kind of like, I mean, the Super Bowl is like so pro-America and it's just like taking everything that's good about like, you know, the diversity in American music and like kind of like rocking out together, I think would be really awesome. It would be kind of neat to, like you said, with all those different artists, have them all come together and then like advertise before the show, the Super Bowl, that they're going to... The, these like five or six big stars from all these different genres they're gonna write a song together and oh yeah do like a song. new yeah that would yeah, be really cool. like something brand new that nobody's heard yet yeah. and maybe that'd be kind of i don't know that but yeah i new. definitely think personally i would prefer to go like super marching band super cheerleading although i do have to say that missy elliott she like broke it down that's my <laughs> girl i was like that was the best that was like a highlight for me so you know what michelle you're you're I, i'm changing my answer and i'm completely agreeing with you um if you guys want to see something amazing, if you haven't looked this up, if you haven't seen this before, go on YouTube and search for Ohio State University's video game tribute. The Ohio State Marching Band, college college marching band, is the most talented marching band I have ever seen in my entire life. And what they, they've they've done a whole series of different tributes to various things like this before, and they did this whole routine that all like the choreography where like they stand and uh, you know they stand in patterns on the field to make shapes and like they mm-hmm. make they they literally like do animations as they like move and walk across the field it's all video game tribute they they make the halo logo they make pokeballs they make pikachu they literally have a working tetris game happening with made out of walking people that <laughs> on is the field amazing. i know the, it's crazy and so yes michelle you are right. I'm completely agreeing with you. That that is absolutely what I would do, it, given the choice, because that that's that's perfect. It's 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 a marching band, so it fits with football perfectly. And I mean, that's just awesome. So yeah, that's that's that that's yep, that that's right there. I can't. <laughs> I'm oh a loss of we any. We broke him. No, we broke him. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm I I feel really bad. I almost skipped you there. I'm very really sorry about that. Uh, so should, we'll punish later. We'll punish you later. I, 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 I yes, ma'am. The safe words, banana. Um, uh, so thank you, Songbird, and everybody else that's written in. We uh, definitely appreciate uh, your your responses and answers every week. Um, it uh, it gives us the the, the warm and fuzzies. Um, so uh, coming up, uh, John, what do you guys? Uh, so so what are what are the dates this week for the V is for Villains show at Shock Pop Comic Con? <laughs> oh no, let me let me flip a coin and see where it lands on the uh, on the on the calendar here. No, um, it's uh, it's going to be. Next, not this coming weekend, because this coming weekend is our 100th episode, uh, live spectacular, but the following weekend, so Valentine's Day weekend, Mm. it's going to be 13th, 14th, and 15th, Fort Lauderdale, Shock Pop Comic Con, Uh, we're going to be performing, Visa Villains is going to be down there, Um, and that's going to be kind of like our our last show for just a moment, the next thing we have booked after that is, uh, at least currently, is the Anime Midwest in the summer, we just confirmed all of that. Um, but, uh, we're just working on the next record, you know, which actually before recording the show, uh, this evening, I was with my brother doing some recording for, you know, one of the projects we're folding into all that stuff. So, um, lot coming up and, and as the year starts to ramp up for villains, there's going to be a lot, I'm going to be announcing a lot of shit on here, but for now, just shock pop comic con, you know, um, that's it. That's it for the moment. It's very, very, very exciting. Michelle, is there anything coming up in your future that you would like to share with our listeners? Yes. Um, well, let's see. Sunday, February 8th, I'll be at the live episode of Gamerhead Radio. <laughs> <laughs> very excited for that. I actually really hope... Does Songbird live around here? I would really like to meet this songbird character i really hope she comes to the live episode well you um, know what maybe uh, maybe one of these days we'll be able to bring the live show to songbird yeah i i, I do not believe she, she is from the chicagoland area oh that's too um bad. i believe um i believe goats mentioned before that um that he encountered the uh the uh, the mysterious songbird uh somewhere 
Oh, really? Tennessee or something like huh. that? Huh. Uh, something. Not not near here. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't have anything coming up. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, and so uh, me on my end, um, I just like to remind listeners that, uh, the Gamerhead Radio will be recording live <laughs> <laughs> at, uh, the Oasis Cafe in West Chicago on uh, February 8th from 7 to 9 p.m. Um, just in case you haven't heard it enough, um, we, we, we uh, the, uh, our excitement of the show is proportional to how many times we mention it is, is really what it comes down it's to. Joke. So it's not, it's not every day that you get to see, you know, um, podcasts live a lot of people don't do them live there's yeah. only a select amount of people that do them live or do them well live and you know the thing is is we have a good time when we're all in here hanging out talking we always find uh you know time to laugh at, at the silly shit that comes out of our mouths yeah. <laughs> nothing will extrapolate the ridiculousness of that than having a crowd full of people in front of you yep. to laugh with you know what I mean? And to, to kind of bounce off. Of, I feel so. like you guys are going to be a little out of your element, though, because you're going to have to wear pants. What, so. Nobody told me no, that. Look, look. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be sitting behind pants a table. Pants are going to have to happen, guys. Aww. We're, we're going to be sitting behind a table that's going to have a, our banner in front of it. So sticking with yeah. the no pants. It doesn't have to be pants. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, might get more, you might get more people to show up that way, actually. That's so. true. That's true. Look, my brother did that at Fizz Bar over the summer where it was so <laughs> it was 103 degrees in there. Never in my, my life, in all the years my brother and I have been performing together, seen it happen. Took his pants off. There's a video of that on YouTube, by the way. Somebody managed to oh, capture that. Oh, this is that, that bar. It, it was like... Just it was, hottest, it was yeah. like it was like being stuck between Satan's butt cheeks in there. It was the hottest, <laughs> sweatiest, most disgusting thing I've ever encountered in my life. And uh, <laughs> I I look over. I'm playing guitar, and I look over slowly. I feel this discomfort, like something's wrong. <laughs> and I look to my right slowly. Your, your spidey sense. Like going my off. brother's got no pants on. He <laughs> he stripped out of his agitator gear to a pair of of boxer briefs and a wife beater. He that was it in his mask and, and oh, he, oh he kept the mask on. He well, okay. did a chunk of the show in his in his skivvies, you know. <laughs> so I was uh, yeah yeah maybe we'll have some of that happening. I mean it's two dollar whiskey. Yeah that yeah. You know, if we have pants on when we get there, there's no saying they're going to be on for the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> That's um I, I make no promises in any direction. Um so yeah it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good time yeah, so come out get please, silly please 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 come out and um you know just, just keep in mind you're not just coming out to watch us talk on stage well you know you'll have the you'll have some opportunities to interact with us um we're gonna have a mic out in the crowd so that you guys will be able to ask us questions in our mailbag segment um you know and um of course you'll get to uh you'll all get to hang out and and drink and be merry and ridiculous before and after recording so um please 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 come down oh uh, doors open by the way um i think um i think at like 6 30 it does uh, the, the place is open later so um it, oh, and um, there's there's fabulous Gamerhead merch. Yeah, yeah, which I'm excited um, about. It's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have stuff. To, we're gonna have the. We're gonna have uh, stuff that you guys can pick up if you're so interested and want to support the show. We're gonna have stuff to give away. Um, we have prizes and all sorts. Yeah, it, it's it, there's there's a multitude of reasons to come out. So um, if I haven't convinced you by now, I just don't know what to do. Haven't done one in a little while, but um, today I'm just gonna mention it because it is just. Re- donkulously delicious um, dino s'mores <laughs> yes that that is totally stole your thunder you sure did <laughs> that's there you go you, there, there was the repayment for almost forgetting to let you chime in oh. ah, that's what you get you, you you dangled the hope in front of my face and then you took, took it away. away um yeah but no um if you happen to be in the chicagoland area um off color brewing um who's um uh, brewed uh such uh, delicious beverages as Troublesome and Scurry and Apex Predator have a beer out um, that didn't look like it was going to be coming back, but it did kind of like almost silently. Uh, it kind of, kind of, kind of came. It was kind of a surprise to uh, to a lot of folks. Uh, it's called Dino S'mores. 
It is a Russian Imperial Stout brewed with like marshmallow and cocoa nibs and like graham cracker crumbs. And it's just like the most delicious thing in the world. And uh, Michelle took some of it and made it into this like chocolate cake. And so eating that cake with drinking that beer. And it's just like I am in just gooey, chocolatey, s'morey, beery heaven. I did both of those things this evening with you. (laughs) And here's the thing. It was delicious. And I, I... Enjoyed it enough that I kind of want to wash my hair with it, which sounds really disgusting. If I like your beer enough to wash my hair with it, then you've done good. Oh, not my cake. I thought you were going to wash your hair with my cake. I'll wash my hair with the cake, too. Look, let's just... I'll just... <laughs> it's getting gross. It'll get gross. I'll do it. Don't yeah, tell um, me. Um, yeah, we, uh, we, 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 we... It has not been approved by the, uh, by the, uh, by the FDA as, as a mud mask, so... It doesn't <laughs> need to be. I just want to smell it. Yeah, drink it in. I would wear that as cologne. I, I would admit that. It was pretty good. I, I mean, but once it warms up, you then you just kind of you're gonna smell like a bum. <laughs> you're gonna smell like a warm bar. <laughs> that's yeah. That's, that's the downside to using beer as a cologne is you might smell like a hobo. That's entirely possible. <laughs> so off color brewing, uh, Dino S'mores, uh, fantastically delicious beer. If you can find it, I recommend Binnie's. Um, if you're near one, they seem to be getting the largest allotment, as tends to usually be the case. Uh, so, with all that being said, if you've liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I am at T-E-K Charlie, Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, John is at the Fallon Flynn, the Flounder Flynn, and Michelle, you're on Twitter as... At RockYourWorld. And yes, she does. Uh, email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call in and leave us a message at 94926Gamer. You can also order pizza, but you won't get any. Um, download the official GamerHead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. And with all that being said, this has been GamerHead Radio. DLC type stuff where it was paid DLC mm-hmm. was Oblivion was Elder Scrolls. Remember they were charging for the armor, the, for the horse, horse armor, and, the, and everyone was like two ninety nine. That's like a three hundred percent fucking markup for that item. What the fuck? Everybody got so <laughs> mad, and now it's become the. I, I remember going, it'll never take off. Nobody will ever pay that much for microtransactions. It didn't even have a name. Nobody even called it microtransactions then. Yeah, that's true. Actually, you know, and I was wrong, and it took off, and now here we are.